Tiens, t'es content Allez Welcome to an episode that has been a long time a-coming. You guys have seen the title, and I'm excited, and I'm sure Charlie is just as excited as I am, but hey, he's right here, so let's ask him. Charlie, how are you doing today, and are you uh, <laughs> excited for the episode? You know, I am excited. I'm interested to see where this one goes. Um, do you want me to go ahead and tell you like about my week and stuff or do you want to like do more intro stuff first? I don't want to like, you know, stomp all over your your intro here. But oh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was just, you know, I just want to say thank you to uh, Clumsy Titan for doing the music. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it as well. Make sure you're following on Spotify because that helps us out a lot. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. I mean, that's what Charlie and I do. So uh you know, any help is appreciated. But I just want to clear that up. Again, I'm excited for today's episode. And Charlie, I want to know how your week's going. How you, you know, yeah, anything new going on? Sorry, I'm being weird. No, you're not being weird. Um, You know, it's been a pretty easy week. Uh, work is it's just going to work, you know. Uh, Just to guess, I guess, keep everybody updated. Workouts still going well started adding in some weights for resistance and kind of seeing some, you know, gains or I guess losses because of that, which is nice. It felt like it kind of plateaued out there a little bit. Uh, Was able last night to get the D&D group back together. We kind of just like hung out and made some plans for sessions going forward. It was really fun to see everybody again. It's been like way too long since we've been able to do something like this. So yeah, for sure. Really excited for that. I mean, like it was just nice just like seeing people and having people over to the house. You know what I mean? Like, it just, that's just not something that, like, got over the past, what, year and a half. It's felt very weird to not have just that aspect. Because we got, man, that campaign, it started almost two years ago. Like, in September of 2019, we commissioned, like, the artwork for the characters and stuff. So, it's, you know, it's been, it's been yeah, a long it's time. A long it's been time. a long time. It's very cool. But, you know, uh, excited to start something new. Excited to go on with that. You know, other than that, Jack, still playing Hades. I mean, I still highly yeah. recommend it. It's it's crazy. I'm like 50 hours into that game, and I still highly recommend it. I, It's one of those games that I just, it's really good. And, I mean, we could go in depth about it some other time, but, man, highly recommend it. Especially if you like roguelites, um, kind of like, you know, good combat, 
very like a punchy feeling it just feels good to play which is yeah. always always a big plus in my book for sure uh you know other than that kind of been taking a little bit of a break from my daily writing and instead <gasps> kind of putting that time towards just reading trying to get back into the habit of reading because i do a better, lot of audio so. yeah i do a lot of um audiobooks mostly but I kind of wanted to get into the habit of just like physically reading again. So I yeah. picked back up Game of Thrones. I'm about halfway through the first book, you know. So nice. That, that's going well. And, uh, you know, still waiting to hear back from people reading the book. I, I know I mention it every week and I don't, I by no means am trying to rush people, but I'm just excited to hear back. You know, it's just, uh, it, it makes me especially excited to be able to talk about it, you know, again and get excited for you know, the world I made and kind of returned to it after a little break. So, uh, that's, that's pretty much been my week, man. I mean, it's been pretty good. That's I, awesome. <clears throat> as far as like, you know, things I've been watching, Kate and I finished the last episode of the fourth season of the handmaid's tale this last Wednesday. Nice. I it's, it's funny. I have to tell you handmaid's tale, I think is a really good show. I, however, have to be careful when I recommend it because it's not just like, uh, oh, hey, check out the show. It's really good. It's like, no, people have to be okay with seeing like horrible trauma and like horrible moments of like cruelty. And so while I think the show's really good, oh, it's wow. like, I can't okay. recommend it to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, so, yeah. you know, I think for people interested and especially people who have read and enjoyed, you know, the original book, I, highly recommend it uh, on the lighter side kate and i are watching the new loki series that's been coming out highly recommend it i think the new loki series is fantastic on uh disney plus so you know that's about it not not too much on like not watching any anime right now I was kind of watching my hero academia but honestly kind of sick of where they're at in the story and waiting for it to like move on to more exciting parts so i can watch yeah. it it's bound uh, to happen but you know that's that's really about it man it's it's been pretty good pretty easy week i mean yeah not not too much to report you know yeah i mean steady, it sounds like I a guess. nice like sounds like honestly like a nice kind of week which is really good to hear and my week wasn't too bad either <clears throat> um sorry i'm i do have some allergies today so if i have to clear my throat a little bit <laughs> that's that's why <laughs> zombie, <laughs> zombie <roar. laughs> the the over the overlords from yeah. Starcraft. <laughs> I can't do it very well, but oh. <laughs> I'm just now thinking. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, my week is pretty good. Uh, you know, started earning commission. Like this is my first full week of earning commission at my job at the warehouse. So I'm excited to see how much it actually increases my pay uh for this next coming check next week. Uh so I felt good about that. There's one day that I was just like not feeling it though i mean i did fine i threw about 1400 cases but mm -hmm. it wasn't like you know it was a little less than i wanted so i was like ah dang but overall felt pretty good about the week so i'm looking forward to see how that's going to turn out um other than that we've been going to the uh community pool that we have a couple of times getting some sun it's actually been really nice to get outside and like you know, be in a pool because it's been super hot this past week, like mm, unbelievably so. so. I mean, even like places like Texas are having heat warnings and 
you know, power usage warnings, all that kind of stuff. So it's nice that we have a pool that we can walk to and cool off a little bit. Um, so trying to get Ellie to learn how to swim, but she's, you know, taking her a little bit. She's fallen in on accident twice. Uh, it's kind of freaked you out a bit, but she still likes it. <laughs> um, and like, it's, it's funny now, but in the moment, it's not funny mm-hmm. at all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> cause the, the, I'll just say the first time she fell in, I got her to this, the ladder. I, th- I was like, okay, she's up in like out of the pool. I, I turn around and then I hear, and she fell backwards in, I guess. And so I had to pick her up and put her in. She's like, dad, I thought you were holding me. And I, it felt That's so sad. bad, but, but you know, she was fine. Like a minute later, she was good. So yeah. That's been nice. Uh, yesterday, I saw my old uh, my old pal Gio. I went over to nice. actually borrow a guitar, and because um, uh, I don't know, this past week I've been feeling as well that I think it's a good time for me to slowly start really like uh, scheduling out my time, and mm-hmm. but not do everything at once because I think what ends up happening with me is I try to do a lot of things like really fast and I get burnt out or I don't want to do it anymore because I overwhelm myself. So, you know, we're, he and I were talking about music and kind of our musical past together. And so I was able to borrow a guitar, which I'm super thankful for. And I'm going to start learning that soon, probably tomorrow. I'll start like some lessons and stuff. And, uh, as well as that, I finally remembered that I have a Duolingo yearly subscription because it was like super cheap at the beginning of the year. And uh, I'm going to start learning Japanese again. So, you know, I, just as a way to start, I don't think Duolingo's the only thing I'll be using, but it's a good stepping stone, I think. So definitely just going to, you know, really work on trying to schedule my time a bit more um, and not overwhelm myself. And be like, OK, well, today I'm doing two hours. Tomorrow I'm doing five minutes. You know, then the next day, not at all. And then five minutes. And then, you know, because that's kind of the cycle that I tend to go in, but I want to try to really schedule out my time a little bit better. So, um, hopefully, you know, a couple of weeks, there'll be some improvement. I'll be able to show you guys that, or, you know, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. So I'm just kind of excited and hopefully the podcast is a way I can kind of hold myself accountable a little bit. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see, but doing good. So. Excellent. You yeah. know, to build a little bit off of yes, the heat wave topic, you know, it's crazy to think about. And it's sometimes something I worry about for the future is that, you know, as like the climate gets crazier and crazier, you know, I do wonder in the next 10, 15 years, how bad it's going to start getting or if things will start to get reversed. I, I worry that we're going to head the way of a lot of, you know, sci-fi that looks negatively on the earth as far as like consumption, where it's like, we'll hit that point yeah. eventually to where we can just start getting into outer space and using like new Wall-E. planets. Yeah. Like a Wally or like dead space. I mean, I mean, the whole premise of dead space is that, you know, in 2300, the earth ran out of resources. Like they just, there was nothing left. And we had to start going into space. And so it's like, you know, I I feel like that, that future is kind of coming true in some ways. But at the same time, 
you know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Like day-to-day life isn't affected that much right now, at least here yeah. where we are. But you never mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, you never know about like water shortages or what it's going to look like. So, you know, hopefully things go OK. And, you know, I don't worry about the future too often in that aspect. But every once in a while, I I find myself on this track to where I'm like, man. Is an artistic pursuit like writing a book going to matter if we start losing water, start losing yeah, power? Years from we can't now. keep out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is uh, is that is that is that worth it? I mean, is that and even like, God, Jack, I don't know how you feel about this, and I know I'm carrying on here a little bit, but oh, go ahead. You know, as far as even like starting a family and stuff, and so I wonder like what your perspective on that is, like raising like a child in like this mm-hmm. world. Do you ever f- get that fear of the future? Like, what world are you going to be like when you're my age? What is your world gonna look like? Like, do you ever worry about yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, there are times that I do think about that. And, you know, we, you know, when we were kids growing up, you know, we had a pretty, you know, great childhood. Like, it was it was really good. But mm-hmm. there are definitely, like, some bumps and some hills, some valleys, you know, like like everyone experiences. Some streams. Some, <laughs> you know, some streams, some creeks, some dry, some, you know, some, some creek cricks. beds. Oh. Some creeks. It's like um I often think about you know if I if Ellie doesn't have the struggle I'm not going to like make her struggle. You know, if I'm like oh you want to go to college? Well, do it all yourself. I'll be like, "No, if I can help you go to college and that's what you want to do, I'll help you do it." Oh, like you're 18, you're moving out to do whatever. It's like if we can, let's you know work together and like let's help her basically just you know provide for as much as we can because i think especially early on you could instill the idea that like the reason your mom and i can do this for you is because we worked so hard to get to a point to where we're able to help it's not just you know oh here you go wishy-washy you know hand out hand out hand out it's more like here's how we have this and why and so i think when it comes to, like ellie growing up i'm like you know, doesn't is it gonna matter how much we do that for? Like, if the world is just kind of just slowly getting worse, and so all this preparation we try to do, like, you know, yeah. is that actually gonna matter? But I think, you know, that's a very negative way to look at it. Because I mean, in ten years she'll be fourteen, you know, right? In twenty years she'll be twenty-four, and I'll right. be forty-seven. So it's like. Yeah. You know, I often just I try to really view it not just solely positive because I think that's kind of ignorant. Yeah. But um, realistically optimistic is how I like to, you know, think about things. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, like this sucks or yeah, like there's only so much we can do, but there's something we can do to prepare. So why not try to do that? I don't know if that right. made any sense to people, but no, I mean, you know, who knows, man, I, you know, it could be 18 years from now, Ellie's like hiding out and she's like a survivor in like the resource starved world. And, you know, she is listening to this podcast right now because that's, you know, her only connection to her lost father where she doesn't know who she is, you know, because we, we perished a long time ago in the chaos 
So who knows? I mean, she could be listening to this in the future right now. And if you are, Ellie, I mean, just make sure you check your corners. You know, you can get, you know, check the back, you know, back to toilet boils for water. I mean, you know. Toilet so Ellie, boils. if you're that survivor here in 18 years and the world's dead and, you know, you're listening to the ghost recordings of your uncle and your dad, well, you know, we got your back. We got plenty of tips. We'll try to and, space uh, them out through these episodes. So Yeah, hopefully now you've learned the acoustic guitar and so you can fulfill your destiny of <laughs> sitting in a ruined house. Yeah. And you go, you know, tune yeah. the guitar a bit. And you're like, I walk through the valley. Yeah. You know, do that whole thing. And then thing. Jack, and then, I mean, it's very likely, you know, that you could show up there and be like, ah, kiddo, you sure you want to go through with this? And then Ellie's going to be like, I'm going to kill every last one of them kind of southern so yeah it's weird how that happens but i think that does happen in the apocalypse you know i'm not quite sure why but it i think it happens. everyone gets southern yeah anyways that's a little bit of a tangent so you know i but you know i do i do think about that from time to time (laughs) for sure i mean i think now is a good time to get into the meat of the podcast all right we're getting in to the meat and potatoes of a topic i have mentioned Many, 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 many times. There's probably, at some point when we're big and famous, there's going to be a meme of how many times has Jack mentioned Tarkov till they actually did a Tarkov episode. Today, we're doing an episode over Escape from Tarkov. And I had this idea because it's not that I want to convince people to play it, although that would be a nice side effect. Um, I just want to give people an insight as to why this game has had its hooks in me for so long. And what I really like about it, what I don't like about it as much, but then also why I think it's a very unique game. Because it's not just a shooter. It's much more than that. So, before we jump in, Charlie, I want to ask, what do you know of Tarkov? (laughs) Pardon me. You know, I really only know of Tarkov from what you've mentioned and the brief gameplay I've seen of YouTubers and yourself playing it. You know, I was thinking when you were mentioning it, oh man, this is this thing that Jack mentions. I'm like, well, the same thing for me would be Kingdom Hearts, except it's a little different because you have more of a history with Kingdom Hearts as, you know, we were kids. But so for me, Tarkov just seems like this intense you know, realistic shooter that you drop in, you got stuff and you're going to try to find more stuff. And then other players can drop in very like, um, if you remember back in the day, like the Arma 2 mod DayZ, kind of mm-hmm. similar to that, like that kind of idea where you, it's very intense. You know, if you die, it's over, you lose your stuff. You can go back in. Um, but that's honestly kind of what's at the same time pushed it away from me because I mean, even I would say in more arcadey shooters like call of duty or something like that, I am not that great. And so when it comes to a game like Tarkov or another game that I kind of hold in a similar category, like siege, I'm like, I don't even want to try because there's not, I mean, there's doesn't seem to be anything there to get me in. And I don't know how much fun I would have you know, against this kind of hardened, smaller community of people who play Targov all the time. 
You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And so that from a top-down point of view, I mean, that's it. And that's really why I haven't touched it. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of just what it comes down to. Definitely. So I will say Tarkov's community is relatively small compared to Call of Duty, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Apex Legends. It is smaller and much more intense. Uh, there's a meme that goes around that the people who complain most about Tarkov are the people who play the most Tarkov. So the <laughs> yeah. most hardcore players are the ones who are like, the game's broken, it sucks, it's horrible, you know, but they're level 67, which at that point takes millions of experience to get to in like, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of hours. And it's just, it's kind of funny. But again, I want to talk about this topic in this game because I think it's a very unique and fun game. And it has a lot of aspects I really enjoy. Some that I don't enjoy as much. And then the ideas it's giving me for future games, even stories or whatever. I mean, it's giving me a lot of ideas for things that I think would be very cool to see in the future of gaming. Or even just, you know, as like a TV show or something. Okay. Okay. So, I first started playing this game, I want to say back in... June of 2019 is when I probably started playing this game. So I'm just a <clears throat> clear the throat again. And I had finally gotten into it because I was like, I think my computer can run this game. Mm-hmm. And I just finished watching Northern Lion. I finished watching him play uh, his solo Tarkov. And he, he's kind of like you. He's not really a shooter guy, but he's more so with friends. But he did do a few like solo episodes on Tarkov and I was like watching because he's like, all right, let's loot, you know, John Cena's duffel bag, got a can of beans in here, throw that in the backpack, you know? <laughs> right. It's it's good. Right. It's, it's it's the way he describes things is really good when he's playing it. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of where I was first introduced. And there is so much to this game that it is very off-putting to new players and most people will just say, watch people who stream, watch YouTube videos, look up everything. I kind of took it to the Jack Extreme, of course, and I've never really watched people play the game other than like, you know, Northern Lion or on the NLSS. Like, I've never watched anyone who's like really good at the game, if that makes sense, you know? Hmm. Okay. Uh, and I've never watched like, a, oh, this is where you get this or this is that. I've I've looked up the bullet chart because bullets are a whole thing in this game and i've looked up like some quests because the quests are pretty vague which some people might like how vague they are but to me i think it's a bit much at times Mm. so now picture this you drop into a match you're just some random russian dude this place is called tarkov all right that's the main area you're in you're in a certain area of Tarkov called Customs. Check your backpack. In your backpack, you got a can of Tashanka, which is like, you know, can of beef or whatever. You also got a water bottle. You have a couple slugs for your pump pump action shotgun. You got some, you got a little balaclava on, and you have some basic armor. Okay, not too bad. You look around. Okay, there's a gas station on my left here. To my right, there's this wall. There's an opening in the wall. Where do you go? Well, what's in the gas station? Okay. 
walk over to the gas station, and then you hear crouch. You hear the footsteps going around the other side of the gas station. Shotgun comes up. You're aiming down the sights. Your hands are shaking, trembling a little bit. You know, your blood pressure's rising. <sighs> You're breathing. Guy comes barreling around the corner. It's a player. Not a scav, but it's another player. Boom! One slug goes into his stomach. Ah! He looks to see who's shooting him. Boom! Another slug right into his head. Falls like a sack of potatoes. You go up and loot him. Oh, cool. Some good stuff in here. Big backpack. Expensive rig. Really good gun. You're shot in the head by his buddy. That's your basic experience of Tarkov. Going in as a scav. How did I do, Charlie? What'd you think? When you were describing that, you know what I thought of? Hmm. I wish that gameplay of Tarkov, that really intense um, kind of moment to moment. Because I know in Tarkov, like you have like a very minimal HUD and you have to like check ammo by like pulling out the mag and seeing like how yeah. much ammo you have. You know, the only thing I'm reminded of is, man, I wish that the gameplay of Tarkov, that kind of moment to moment looting, quiet fear of who what could be around the corner. I wish yeah. that was in like a Fallout game. Like I wish like Fallout 4 had gameplay yes. like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I when you were talking about that, I'm like, gah. Having that kind of tension and that kind of like peril and like the wild when you're not in a safe place sounds perfect for a game like Fallout. I mean looking around and you see a bunch of feral ghouls, you know, over a corpse and you're like, yeah. how do I approach this situation? I don't quite have enough ammo, you know? And so that's what it reminds me of. And that's what I wish, you know, a single player shooter could give me. And I haven't For played sure. it, but it reminds me of like how people talk about the games like stalker or like Metro, like the Metro games, like a very kind of similar yeah. to that vein. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I just described to you was, part of the raid system now the raid in tarkov is simply you know you choose your character you choose what map you're going to go into you load in and that's the raid the raid can take anywhere between an hour to 25 minutes it it depends on the map and the raid is over either when you extract that means you leave the map successfully or you die that's how the raid ends uh and you can go in Either as a scav, which is basically you drop into the map as a random NPC that you take control of, essentially. Uh, and so, as uh, Dan puts it, he says, uh, you're playing with house money. Because you go as a scav, you didn't pay for that at all. It's basically a free run to learn the map, to loot up some places, to get out, you know, if you don't have any money for your PMC. Your PMC... Right is the character that you level up, the kills matter, the gear matters, you can buy stuff, kit them out, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, scav is kind of for, all right, a bit rusty, let's practice. Or, man, I need to find this one other item in the raid, let's go in as a scav, you know what I mean? Because we'll get into quests later. But So that's the raiding system. And, you know... When you drop into certain maps, you can encounter anywhere between like six to 13 other people, depending on what map you're in. 
if you're like me, you play a lot of solo. And so you kind of get killed a lot of the time by people who run, you know, at least with two other people. So like a trio of people or even four people, which really sucks. But that's that. So like I said, the scav is house money. PMC, that's your money. When you go in, you're putting it all, you know, betting all on black. And hopefully you'll win because if you win, you get some good stuff. Like you go in, kill some scavs, kill some players, grab your objective for a quest you're working on. You leave, boom. It's like one of the best feelings I've ever, ever had in a game is when I go into a raid as a PMC, you know, you run in, boom, you kick open a door, scav turns around, you just take him down, you check your mag, run up to the third floor, get another scav, okay, open up the march room, open that up, you put the tracking device down, but then you hear, on the other side of the building, you hear like two pairs of footsteps running up the stairs, and so you go, oh god, no, and so you put the tracker down, and then you get on your stomach, and you lean, and you look out the door, and you just see the door open, and then someone peeks in with a flashlight, and you just open up, flashlight, you see the flashlight fall down, so you got one of them, but then you hear, got throws a grenade in there, boom, blows up, one of the lights from the ceiling breaks down, you know, lights are and sparks are going everywhere, and they're like, okay, well, I just gotta get out of here, and so you throw your grenade to push him back, and you just run downstairs, run out of the building to an extract, and hopefully he doesn't know you've left. Mm. Moments like that are some of the most fun I've ever had in a video game, because it gives you such a rush and like an adrenaline that, you know, it's like if, you know, say like you get a, we get a win in Warzone or Charlie, you like hit like a really good shot or you're feeling it. Imagine a feeling like that, but like times 10. It's yeah. such a good feeling, but it's it sucks almost just as much when you run in, you just spend a lot of money and you're shot in one shot and you're like, right. well, all my stuff's gone because in Tarkov, when you die, you lose all of your stuff. There is an insurance aspect to where if, say, another player kills you, but they don't take your stuff out of the raid, say that they get killed by a scav or someone else kills them, and then that player doesn't take your stuff, as long as your stuff doesn't leave that raid, you'll get it back with insurance later on. So, mm, okay, you know, sometimes like, okay, like I have all these guns. Well, I'm just going to throw my gun into a bush. Go grab that guy's gun. So I know for sure I'll get that gun back if, you know, if I die. But I have these other two players' guns. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. Not really cheesing it, but you're kind of working it to your advantage. Do you have any questions right now? I guess, you know, that's exactly what you just said is why I think I'm hesitant. Because I already know yeah. how frustrating a game like Warzone can be. <laughs> And yeah, you know, especially with the aspect of Warzone about like you drop into a place, there's nobody there, you know, which is good. But then you're running around, you're grabbing your guns, you're grabbing your ammo, your plates, you're getting the money, you go buy your loadout, only to then be blindsided by a couple of different teams and you're mowed down and you just lose it all. Yeah, that's hard enough for me in Warzone. So I can't imagine that extra layer of hey, I put my time and effort into getting these items, but you could then potentially lose the items, especially the valuable ones. Because 
while players may yeah. leave you with, oh, hey, I don't need that ammo. I don't need this. I don't need whatever. They're going to take the valuable stuff because that's what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that idea of it, like the scav runs, this sounds totally fine. Like almost treating it more like a roguelite where you're going to go in and just see how long you can get at, get in and see what stuff you can get. That's That aspect of it sounds totally fine. I'm telling but you, there's no better yeah. scav run or juice your scav run when you go into the customs dormitory, second floor, littered with corpses of the scav raiders, which are basically like more difficult scavs, and the scav boss and two player bodies, and you're like, I don't have enough space to carry all this stuff. Right. You know? Those are the best, juiciest ones. Because then you get out, you didn't even fire a single bullet, but you made like, you know, a couple hundred thousand rubles. Right. Yeah, like, it like that aspect of it sounds fun but the i guess the side where you actually make meaningful progression as your player yeah you know having to buy the items and bring those out and risk those items that sounds like too much for me like it sounds like and it's funny too because you know i've played games like dark souls and sekiro and you know you have a lot to lose sometimes in those games but not quite in the same way I just, I worry that it would give me that same feeling of like, God, I'm just wasting time. Like, I'm not learning. I'm not growing. I'm literally just getting shot by somebody I didn't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess that's my worry. No, No, yeah, for sure. And that's a good worry. I'll get to that a little bit later. But right now, I'll move on to the inventory system. Because the inventory aspect, um, Charlie, you know the games like... um, Baldur's Gate, yeah, where like, like the, you have those, like the squares, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's like a certain, I will take up like, you know, eight squares, four squares. That's how the system in Tarkov works. Yeah. Hold on. Laura's grabbing the PS4. Hold on one second. Oh, okay, cool. You're fine. I'm just unplugging this. Um. So basically, you know, a gun will take up, you know, anywhere between like six and eight, ten like cells or whatever. And so when it comes to picking up loot, you want to make sure that, you know, you're kind of, all right, is the stock folded? Can I take the stock off? You know, you want to kind of really prioritize, you know, when you're stashing stuff into your inventory, like your backpack. Mm-hmm. One sec. One sec. Are you okay? I got to, I'm going to have to <sighs> fix that in the, <sighs> I just bumped the table and the freaking audio wave went boom. <sighs> Screaming in the background. Oh, thank uh, you. The apocalypse is already here. Okay. All right. No. I am back. Okay. So when it comes to the inventory in Tarkov, uh, that's probably one of your biggest, you know, give and takes of the game. Because while you can go into a raid with a really big backpack, like there is this one called the Pilgrim. It's this big blue backpack. Lots of space. You can carry a lot. But once you exceed, I think it's 40 kilograms of stuff that your character is carrying, it starts being detrimental to your movement and to your aiming and your sprinting and your okay. endurance. You know what I mean? Right. So, on, and on top of that, those larger backpacks, they kind of stick out a lot. And so, if so, if you're, if you're running in a field, a player's going to be like, what's that big blue thing running out there? And they aim, it's like, oh, it's someone with the backpack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can go in and stuff that backpack with like five, six guns, get out and have a great raid. And so 
oftentimes what people do is kind of someone runs the role of pack mule mm-hmm. and then the other guys have medium-sized backpacks but you know they kind of are the ones who are it's almost like a it's like a caravan in a sense you know what i mean right and they kind of divvy it up when they get to the exfil and then then the exfil so inventory management's a big thing in tarkov and it's always important to check your inventory when you spawn in as a scav because you could spawn in with a key card which is a very expensive item if you spawn in with that you just want to make your way to the exfil because that costs like 200,000 rubles. Mm, okay. Now, Tarkov does this cool thing where it blends, you know, the first person shooter genre with a slight RPG side. And this first comes in in the way of skills. And let me pull up the list of skills so I don't miss one here. I'm not going to go through all of them. But. In Tarkov, your skills. I have a certain set of skills. New skills. Sean Connery. I mean, Sean Connery. He does it. <laughs> it's a Liam Neeson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> why? Why say Sean Connery? I started doing I like a Sean Connery. That's true. So you have physical skills, mental skills, combat skills practical skills like there's a lot of different kinds in this game and so you have strength you have endurance you have health and stress resistance but you also have stuff like metabolism and attention and charisma so all these are leveled up and can only be leveled up while you're actually in the raid so you know you level metabolism by drinking water in the raid eating an mre kit you know, and stuff like that. You raise stress resistance where, oh, you got into a fight with the scav. He shot you with the shotgun. It fractured your arm. You know, that fracture causes your character to increase stress resistance. Um, or you can have your, like, your first aid surgical skill where if your arm's blacked out, which means your arm's at zero HP, and you have a surgical kit, you can actually fix your arm up to where it's usable again. Um and you can increase that. So there's a lot of skills that go into this game. And it's one of my personal favorite aspects of the game. Because it makes it more, you know, makes it not just a shooter. And that's what I like about it. Because, like, while it is mainly a shooter, the skills come into it in a certain way that I think are really appealing to me. Because there's just something nice about, you know, you're slowly crouch walking. And it's like, oh, covert skills increase to level four. You know, and you look and it's just like covert movement plus like 5%, you know, footsteps are quieter on more surfaces, that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's a lot of really small details that kind of add up to be a lot. And so I just always thought the implementation, the implementation of skills in this game was a really cool aspect and makes it uh, a lot deeper than just, you know, I shoot this guy, that guy shoots me. It's also like... Hey, if I get injured, I can use my medkit faster. I can get back into the action faster. Or I can check my magazine faster. I can loot things faster. Um, There's a lot of that stuff that goes on. So, Charlie, did you know about the skills aspect? You know, it sounds a lot like Skyrim in that aspect. How you have your different skills, like, tied to whatever you're doing. So, like, sneaking, like, will gain you. Stuff like that. So, it sounds, you know, a little bit like that. Is that like too far off base or is that kind of close um 
imagine if the skills in Skyrim were like three times less important, but still important. <laughs> See, that's tough because I feel it's, like some of the skills, some of the stuff in Skyrim well, is not that important. Well, because you have like your endurance, which increases right, your right. stamina and like the time you can hold your breath and the stability of your arms. That's a really important one to increase. Right. But then you have, say, something like charisma, which you get better deals uh, when you're selling stuff on the flea market or mm. buying stuff from traders, which matters, but it doesn't matter as much. You know what I mean? It's a pretty tertiary skill as compared to endurance. Right. But it's still important. Hmm. Um, And so, yeah, because this game, it has not only leg stamina, but you also have like your arm stamina. So you can't just sit there like in Call of Duty and aim down sights. You know, forever. Aim down sights. Okay, so it's coming. Taught me. No. <laughs> just like my grandmother taught me. Aim down sights. Just like Call of Duty. Call um, of Duty. You can't just sit there forever and hold an angle because your guy's right. arms start shaking and you get tired and then like you can't hold your aim steady at all. Yeah, so kind of like and holding so, like, your breath with a sniper scope except longer. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Um, what 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 is it, Ellie? What is it? You need something? Who is it? What do you need? Yes. The Gelfling. The snow. God, if anybody can tell me where that reference is from, you'll have a lot of respect. All right. So we're going to the most. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We're going on to one of the. the, It's it's the shooting. The shooting in this game and the sounds that go with the shooting. This game Mm. makes you feel like as close to firing a real gun as you possibly can without it being you know real gun right i know some of the games people are gonna be like oh this game did it better tarkov does it in a very visceral way that i think is a little underappreciated the fact that you can go in you know check the mag check the chamber look at your gun in the current raid you can like okay that's a better stock on some guns you can take the stock off put a new one on foregrip you know put that on in the raid and so in a weird way, it's kind of like a battle royale. They can go in and find attachments. You know, you go in with a gun, no no like laser sight, no red dot, no foregrip. You can find all that in the raid and put that on your gun if your gun can like, you know, have those put onto it. Like PUBG in that aspect. Yeah, you know, yeah. but just with a a lot less chance because it just depends on what you find and okay. where you're looting. Okay. Um, and like this game, when you like fire like a sniper rifle or something, it is so satisfying. It's like, you know, a guy pulls a bolt back and it is, you know, obviously real life, it's horrible. I don't think I need to say that, but like in a video game, when you make those shots that are like a hundred meters, cause that's really far in this game, a hundred meters, 200 meters. Right. And you got to worry about bullet velocity, um, the bullet travel, the bullet drop, all that kind of stuff. And they just, boom, they just like fall. It is mm-hmm. such a good feeling, especially when there's two of them and you get one and you see the other guy like freak out and start like zigzagging yeah. away. Yeah. That's a really good, you know, it's because you kind of feel all powerful in that moment. Because this game, if you have a suppressor on your sniper rifle and you're shooting at targets that are far away, all they hear is just a of like the bullet hitting a certain spot, you know, like and flying by them. Right. And that is so scary when it's happening to you. So. The shooting this game, I just have to commend. It's a lot of fun. Um, and just how detailed 
they go into when it comes to you know reloading, modding the guns, switching switching it from single to full auto. Um, it's all just very well done. Mm-hmm. And I think if you like shooters, you just appreciate the way it's done in this game. So mm. I just wanted to bring up that aspect. Yeah, and that, I mean, I was also saying like earlier, I told Charlie in Call of Duty, I was like, you need to try sniping more. And I think if you were to try sniping in this game, you'd probably miss a lot of shots. But when you hit that shot, you'd be like, oh, my God, I've I've been bitten. That's what it feels like. You know, you hit that one and then like your whole day is saved. You're like, okay, yeah, that's the best play I've made all day. I'm feeling great now. I was feeling horrible. But now now I'm feeling great. Yeah. And so then that brings me into the modding aspect. This game it tries to be realistic when it comes to what you can put on your guns, and it is, but it can also be like utterly ridiculous. So you can have a rifle with a foregrip on it with three flashlights left, right, and the top side, and then a laser on the bottom side, and then you can have like three optics on the top rails, and then another side optic, and then like a hundred round like drum mag. And so this gun looks utterly ridiculous, and it is, but it's so fun to like run down a hallway, you hit the button, all three of those flashlights turn on, and it's just blinding. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is this video I watched um, when I was going through TikTok, because I get on Tarkov TikTok sometimes, and... Tarkov TikTok? TikTok Tarkov? Uh, Tarkov talk. Uh, Tarkov talk. And this guy, he's... He's called, he named himself Helios. Yeah. Because <laughs> what he does, he just runs into like certain places, like tight cornered places, and has the brightest flashlights on his gun and just blinds anyone. He can't even see where he's shooting. He's just like, <laughs> it's so bright and it's so good. Right. So when it comes to modding this game, it's really cool to like have certain variants of guns that are like unique to you. And mm-hmm. you can make, because like, unlike Call of Duty, Almost any gun in this game is viable. It more so comes down to your ability, your ability to aim, and what bullet you're using. Right. So you can not, you don't have to have a bunch of attachments. You can have a base gun, but as long as you have the right ammo, you know, one shot to the head is all it's going to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what it comes down to. And then I, I want to ask you a few questions, or if you want to ask me any questions, but I just want to get into the ballistics. So yeah. no, go for it. I want to try. I'm going to link you something that I want you to look at. It's actually just called the Tarkov Ballistics uh, page. Le Tarkov. Le Putting it in the Discord. And so, the contents: flight ballistics, terminal ballistics, armor and penetration, durability, hitboxes, and armor protection, angles and ricochet, armor and penetration tables. There's a lot. That goes into this. And this is probably one of the biggest things that Tarkov has done that really stands out to a lot of people when they first get into it. Because you'll see videos of people being like, I shot this guy 10 times in the head and he didn't die. But then you look and they're using a pistol with bullets that have no bullet penetration, or sorry, no armor penetration, and they don't like have a chance to increase or do a lot of damage. And so it's like, well, yeah, it's like that's that's why it didn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so there's like different armor types. And like I said, there's angles mm-hmm. and ricochet. 
And so you can have a gun. You're like, I shot the guy like 20 times. You did, but, and you probably broke his arm or his leg or both his arms, but you didn't hit him in his thorax or his stomach to like actually do a fatal shot because you weren't using the right ammo. Right. Okay. And so this game, I mean, God, it's, it is so satisfying to just one tap people in this that are super geared Mm-hmm. And when you when you, so when you're running the right bullets, it's just so much fun. But at the same time, it is not fun at all to be shot and killed by like the best bullets because you know you just spend a couple hundred thousand rubles gearing up. You go in and you're gone. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the bullets like there's um, each bullet has its own like damage, penetration power, the percent damage it does to armor any accuracy bonuses, any recoil, you know, negative, mm. like does it add more recoil? Does it take less recoil away? Fragmentation chance, which is like, that's what causes bleeding or fractures, ricochet chance, um, and any special effects, like if it's a subsonic round or something. Mm. So a lot goes into the bullets of this game. Yeah. And Charlie, do you got any questions? You know, it, not right now. I mean, I guess here I'll start. I guess I'll start with a question. So is that why I've seen a couple of videos on Reddit of people fighting and they're just like shooting each other repeatedly and nothing's happening. So they're just using bullets that don't do a lot of damage. Is yeah, what it is? pretty much. Um, okay. So like say if I know I'm backtracking a bit, but when it comes to like player health, you have health in all different limbs for your body. Right. And so, like, if you get shot in your leg and your leg gets blacked out, which means it's at zero, you can die by being shot in the legs. But the chance of you dying from a shot to the leg is very small. Uh, but some bullets have a higher chance of causing that, like, fatal damage to limbs. Hmm. So, but those bullets that have that higher chance to cause a fatal damage to a limb usually don't have a lot of armor penetration or do a lot of armor damage. Okay. So, you know, if you go into a, a raid and you're finding a guy who's brand new and you're both using, I don't know, the Kadar SMG, mm-hmm. those bullets have very little penetration power, very little armor damage to the point that where if you're wearing like tier four armor, you can probably take two full magazines Oh my gosh. and okay. be fine. Like two like right. thorax. Yeah, but if they shot you in the face or they shot you in the arms, your arms would break pretty quickly. Your face, obviously, you'd be dead. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why, like, you also see videos of people who just shoot a ton of bullets, and a, a lot of them are missing, but they're aiming for like the upper body head area, right? Because right. usually people don't wear as defensible helmets because they're really expensive. Mm. Usually, yeah, you know, a lot of what you're saying reminds me of when i was in college and i was playing shadow run there was we had a like a there's so many different things to consider when you're like a sniper so like for example like you do consider like bullet penetration and stuff like that and especially with some of the higher powered sniper rifles like you can be like this great distance away and like shoot through walls if your skill is high enough and you have the right type of bullets so it reminds yeah. me a lot of like an RPG in that aspect to where it's like you spe- you know you select a specific bullet for a specific job 
and that's what it is good at doing. You know, basically, what I mean? yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. And so it's like, but I guess, I guess the question I have though is that like, how does that not just become, hey, you buy the strongest bullets all the time? Like, well, at so, what point, like, does you yeah. do other players like players who just play all the time? Like, at what point do they just have the strict advantage because they just have better stuff? You know what I mean? Like, so that'll happen pretty early on. Depends on how much people are playing. But so Tarkov has what are called wipes. Um, and wipes are basically where, you know, they added a bunch of new content. And they're like, okay, here's like a new map, new guns, new this. We change a lot of stuff. Uh, everyone's back to level zero or level one. Your skills are reset. All that kind of stuff. Um, and so... A lot of people say the beginning of the wipes are when it's the most fun because not everyone has access to that super high tier stuff. And if you're like me who plays and it is very late into the wipe, then you, I kind of just tend to stay away from players as much as I can because I know I'm not as good. And so I try to keep a good distance. That way if I do engage, I'm able to have some kind of chance. I like to think I have some kind of chance. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, there are like really good bullets and then there are the best bullets. I usually run really good bullets because they're in between being way too expensive for me. And then, you know, just the right amount where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, I, I wouldn't mind like losing these if I died instantly. You know what I mean? Right. Cause in my head, I'm like, I don't want to spend all this money on these bullets, die super fast. And then another player just get some take so i'll take yeah the second tier because usually that's all you need um because the higher um armor penetrating rounds usually do less flesh damage hmm. so you can sometimes get away rocking those lower tiers of armor penetration and have the advantage still because you're doing more damage to the actual body rather than the armor right okay if that makes sense yeah so. no, that makes sense yeah so there's, there's a lot of give and take. And I mean, there's not a lot that protects the actual face or like, you know, the back of the neck. And so if you're able to get those shots off, if you're a good shot, then like, that's all that matters. Or, oh, right. hey, that guy's running over there. Doom, get him in the leg. Doom, get him in the other leg. You know, like, and he's crippled. And so, you know, there's a lot of ways you can play this game. But I think a lot of people kind of get stuck in the mindset of, I have to run this. You have to play this game a certain way. Right. Well, it's like, well, no, you play, you can, this is a game you really can just, okay, I'm going to find a good snipe spot and just sit here and hope that someone comes my way. Or you can be like, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to run it with this shotgun and, you know, try to get my quest done. Or there's a lot of different ways you can play this game. So that's one thing I will say is that, yeah, there are a lot of really good players, but at the end of the day, you can play this game in many different ways. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's still that thing, though, for me, where it's like, I guess the progression isn't quite enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, this I do want to keep playing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's not quite enough there. And like, because a lot of the things you said, you know, remind me of like the very small amount of time I played Siege 
and where it's like i really like the idea of siege you know i love the idea of these like tactical you know what are they six v six or are they five v five i don't remember but like matches where you have very specific operators but then what i always found was that you know as tactical as you can be if you don't have the skill just the shooting skill like you're always outclassed and it doesn't there are so few times that your tactical advantage or your tactical knowledge actually helps in a situation like that and that's i guess that's the issue with me because like right now you've convinced me to like i would love to play like a scav run and like slink around and you know just explore and have fun you know enjoy the atmosphere and you know listen to the footsteps behind a closed door, wait around a corner, like that stuff. Great. That sounds fun. But the other side of it to where I'm like having to buy ammo and I'm having to like manage all of this mini school stuff only for it to not matter for me. That's the side where I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. So what would you say to that? Yeah. It's interesting because I mechanically, I'm not good at Tarkov. Like I've played it a lot and I know a lot about it but I am still not very good. Like, it's just hard for me to get used to playing on a mouse and keyboard or something. I don't know, but it's just, I'll have my moments where I get have a good shot, and those moments are great, but there are plenty of moments where I'm just like, I, I'm completely outclassed. But for some reason, I'm still like, ah, no big deal. Because at the end of the day, it is no big deal. As long as you don't get too into it, yeah, you lost yourself, but you know, whatever. Load up a scav run. Oh, shoot. This is the scav boss. Oh, he still has his gun. Oh, take that out. Put that on your PMC. Go into another raid as your PMC. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's always something you can do. Yeah. Before I get into kind of the ending of like playing solo, playing with buddies, um, I do want to say one more thing that they added a couple wipes ago was the hideout. The hideout made it to where a lot of the random stuff they have in the game actually matters. So like the wrenches, the screw nuts, the bolts, um, okay, the hand drills, the tape, you know, like a lot of that stuff in the game was previously just used for trade-ins mm. and like bartering. But now it's actually used to like upgrade your hideout. And your hideout's a place where you can uh, you know, hey, like your PMC recovers, you know, hydration or energy more quickly. Or you know, you can actually have like a Bitcoin farm and you guys can like farm Bitcoins. Uh, there's like a gun station where you can create, you know, okay, I'm going to use these materials, craft these kinds of bullets or, you know, these grenades. Uh, I'm going to use these fuel cans and, you know, they've made it to where this hideout and it's one of my favorite aspects is something you level up by just grabbing stuff from the map. And the only thing that's locked is just like how much you're really playing until you get like to the end of it some of the stuff is just like have a lot of money yeah or you know stuff like that which anyone can get there but it just takes a lot of time mm-hmm. and i'm just like eh, it's not that big of a deal so i'll get there when i get there right but the hideout is a lot of fun yeah and so i will say i'm gonna these last two topics are a bit quick so i'm gonna talk That's with fine. them and then get into the ending part with my likes and dislikes and then what i kind of wish this game in a certain way would be. Mm, okay. Uh, so playing solo, I think it's a ton of fun. It really only sucks 
when you go up against a group of players. That's about the only time it really sucks, honestly. Other than that, playing solo is great because you don't have to worry like, oh, is it you? Is it you on the second floor? Is it you on the third floor? Hey, did you just kick? Like, you know, you don't have to worry about all that. So you can just kind of be in, be immersed, hear the rain, you know, powdering on the building as you're, you know, slow crouch walking. Right. And then you see a player and, you know, take your shot and that kind of stuff's great. I don't know what Ellie's doing over there. <laughs> Ellie, stop, baby. She's going, uh, but I will say playing this game with friends is probably the ideal way to play it because say I'm running in. Oh, dang. Charlie just got killed. No worries. I can grab your stuff, throw it in a bush. You'll get it back on insurance. Um, you know, no big deal or vice versa. Jack, I got him. It was just a scav. Um, I'm going to take this stuff, you know, throw it into a bush. You'll get back on insurance, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, I'm gonna, I got to do this quest. Can you watch my back while I go do this? Or, you know, that kind of stuff is really helpful. And it makes it to where if you die, hey, at least you're not dying alone. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, but we both died. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You can both kind of, you know, pick each other back up that way. So, solo has its pluses, but I think this game ideally to have prolonged enjoyment is best with friends. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. Yeah. Now, I dislike about this game <laughs> that the quests are kind of random in that, okay. you know, because loot isn't like what spawns the maps random, but sometimes you need certain valuable things for a quest. And when you have that quest, you will just not find that item. Like I needed the certain watch that you could find in saves. Before I had the quest, found them every once in a while. No big deal. As soon as I had that quest, because it has to be found in raid, which means you have to find it as a PMC or a scav and exfil with it. You can't die as a PMC if you grab it and put it in your secure container. It's no longer found in raid if you die. You have to like exfil the map with the item. And so, you know, you need threes watches found in raid. The quest is active. You've searched over a hundred safes and you haven't found one. And then the one you find, you get killed on your way out. You know what I mean? So like that kind of stuff gets really annoying because it's just RNG at that point and it can just suck. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then I will say like another big complaint is just I wish there was a mode where players weren't a thing. Where you could just play solo versus the computers. That would be great. Because that would make doing quests a lot less stressful. And a lot less like, well, I can do this just as long as players aren't there. Or just as long as a group doesn't come here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, those are my two biggest complaints with the game. Um, But like other than that, like I have nothing but positive things to say about this. So... <clears throat> this game, like in my conclusion, this game is like probably one of the best shooters out there right now. If you have the chance to play it, I highly recommend it or just checking out. If you guys are curious, I can send you, send you some links to either my videos of me playing it or someone else playing it. Uh, I sometimes stream it on Twitch as well, you know, but um, plug, plug, you know, plug, plug, plug. 
is this game is just a really fun, intense shooter with yeah. a lot of really cool aspects going for it. I do wish there's so many times that I'm like, this game would make the best like zombie survival game ever. Right. Yeah. Or that, that sounds you know, more fun or like to me. Fallout game. Yeah. Like, you know, you go in, your hideout's the main hub. You go in, you start crashing some stuff. You go out there with just a pistol, you know, and you get all the stuff. You shoot, and then you're oh no, because in the floor underneath you. There's a bunch of like ghouls or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. If a Fallout game was played like this, or a survival game where the point was to you know really just survive and try to thrive, like I feel like this is the setting that that kind of game would need to like you know really like stand out from the rest because you have all these survival games that are either built on the same engine or play the exact same way. Yeah, uh, but in a game like this, I feel like it'd do so well in a either solo or multiplayer survival aspect, yeah, where you I could so. play with other people or fight other people. But for the most part, it's just kind of you trying to provide for your hideout and your little clan or something. Right. Like you know how in the last was yeah, faction, the faction stuff. It, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like yeah. imagine that. But you play it like Tarkov, and you have this clan of people you have to worry about. Yeah, like that would be so good. And so, I mean, I, I can keep going on about this game for a long time, but I don't want to go on too long. And so, Charlie, if you have any questions or yeah. any comments, you know, well, go ahead. I have a first of all, I have a statement. I bring up the Last of Us multiplayer. We know Naughty Dog right now is working on Factions Two or whatever it is. As like a separate independent be. game. And I gotta say, I usually don't get excited for multiplayer games, but I'm very excited for that. Like that's one of those games I want to hop into right away and grow along with that player base because I really like the original factions, but I feel like I got into it so late oh my gosh. that by the time I was playing it, everybody was like they knew how to play that game. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't when you joined in with on like Jack and I and stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? So and I and I mean I had a ton of fun just with that stuff in general. So really excited for that. My question is, you know, and we've often had this conversation, both I think on podcast and off, but what I can compare this to for me is a game. Garbage. No, no, is a game like a Sekiro, right? So yes, we both grew up playing demon souls and dark souls. I mean, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3. I know you played, you know, all of those. Sekiro, you fell off of. And I got to say, when you're when we're talking about these intense type games where you can lose a lot and really struggle with like a skill ceiling, I am always more inclined to put that time and energy into a game like Sekiro and try to learn and try to figure it out rather than Tarkov. And it sounds like you're the other way around, where there's something within Tarkov that Sekiro doesn't have, even though I th- I would say they're both like high skill set games. Yeah. You know. I would agree. And I, so I guess my question is, is why does one pull and command that attention and the other one pushes you away? Because a game like Tarkov, 
I gotta say, conceptually, in how you describe it, sounds really fun to me, but I know the reality would push me away. And I can imagine yeah. it would be the same for Sekiro. If I, you know, was like, oh, Jack, these intense samurai battles, it's one-on-one duels, you gotta deflect, you know, you're dodging around, grappling, and, you know, these bare-knuckle, or these white-knuckle fights. You know, in theory, you're like, awesome, sounds great. But then you... I, play Sekiro and you don't get into it and it kind of just pushes you away and I, I guess I want to know why like why what's because you know I've often thought is it the competitive aspect but then you know I think about it I'm like well I mean Sekiro can be competitive like that's when my competitive aspect is fired because it's like oh I I could almost beat it I know I can if I try it one more time or God's yeah, boss is okay how many butt. tries did this take you right and so yeah, for me, I wonder. I want. I want to know why it goes the other way for you. You know what I mean? Like why? So this yeah. attracts you, and why something else doesn't. It's always like a weird, like Tarkov scratches a lot of itches for me, and I don't know why really. But I thought about it a lot, and I think the main difference between that and a game like Sekiro that I did enjoy playing, but I just it didn't hook me. Right, is. I think it's because some part of me knows, like, I kind of know what Sekiro has in store, but, I mean, there right. are those cool bosses and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you can say that about Tarkov. Like, oh, the rage can go that way. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know for certain how it's going to go, but I do know that if it goes well, it only goes, like, super well. And if it doesn't go well, I mean... Maybe I can learn something from that or, you know, I can just be done. You know what I mean? Like, I guess when it comes, you know, because there's a term in Tarkov that's called um, gear fear, Mm -hmm. where you don't want to go in with good stuff because you're afraid you're just going to lose it. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. One thing that I've learned is that I don't buy the best stuff just because I personally don't care to, but also like I don't care if I lose stuff half the time either. Because it's, it's just a game. Yeah. And so I think once you kind of get over that gear fear, that like you're able to actually just kind of turn off the, oh my God, I can't believe I just spin all that. And I'm, it's just kind of like, ah, right. That's Tarkov. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. And there's something almost meditative about like, okay, you slowly crouch, walk into somewhere. It's quiet. See a filing cabinet. You loot that. Oh, take that. Yeah. Take that. You know, you just kind of go in out. The rain's pattering outside. And then, you know, you hear a scav, like, just kind of speaks and rushing from from the outside. You're like, oh, peer out the window. Aim down your sights. And you're glass shatters. You shoot through it. You know, you're like, okay, he's down. Do I hear anyone else? No. All right. Turn back around. Zip, unzip a duffel bag start looting the duffel bag like you know there's something almost meditative about some of the stuff that goes on because then two minutes later you're in a super intense gunfight chucking grenades you know doing like these like certain stims and stuff to give you bonuses or whatever and there's just something about that what's what's the term tarkov is a really loud quiet game And I think that's what I like about it is that over the course of one raid, so much can happen that you can hopefully live through. And I think that's what pulls me in 
And with Sekiro, it's kind of like, while I do really enjoy the game in the way it's played, some part of my brain is like, this is just how it's going to be for the whole th- hmm. like game. I was kind of like that with Bloodborne at first. Right. But then Bloodborne really hooked to me. Yeah. And so I think I just need to give Sekiro another chance. Yeah. And so oftentimes with games, I kind of wait. If it didn't pull me initially, I kind of wait until I'm getting that craving. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess that's the thing, though, is that like it just seems like lately you haven't had that craving for that type of game in a long time. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, for sure. And. Which sucks. I want to, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. It's one of those things, though. I mean, that's exciting because, like, you know, I the way you describe Tarkov is the same way I would, just to use our example, Sekiro is the same way I describe that as well. I mean, you go into, like, a dark hidden temple and you're sneaking across the rafters and you see a mini boss down there and he's surrounded by all these other enemies. And so then you jump down, stealth kill one, everybody gets alerted, you jump up to the rafters go get some distance kill another guy the boss is right behind you you jump back up into the rafters and you know what i mean and all the while you're like mm-hmm. i don't want to lose what i have i only have one resurrection left or i need to kill a couple more guys to get another resurrection and so like it's this yeah. constant given pull of like tension and then like relief and then you know you come up facing the boss there the mini boss and he absolutely decimates you and you have to start all over and you're like well okay so now I know how dangerous he is, and so now I can treat the situation a little differently. Yeah, change your approach a little bit. And so, you know, it's it invokes that same kind of, like, analysis in me where... And I feel like that analysis is w- rewarded in a game like Sekiro. You know, like, hey, this is too hard. I'm going to explore somewhere else. Hey, I almost got this. I know I can do it. Versus a game like Tarkov to where it's like, I can think about it all I want. But at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you just got to be a rat sometimes. Like there are times where I hear this intense gunfight going on. And I'm just outside in a bush just waiting yeah. for it to be quiet. And then I'm like, okay, go in. Slowly crouch walk. The door is louder than it's ever been. You don't hear anything. You go into a room. You start looting a body. But then you hear the footsteps like start moving again and you're like oh no <laughs> it's so good though did you think okay i'm just gonna get out and go and you run and as soon as you run out that door they start running on the steps shots like follow after you and you're just running through these bushes mm-hmm. turn around chuck a grenade you know just to kind of deter them a little bit there's a lot of different ways you can come at situations and i think that's why i haven't been pushed away just yet right because while i'm not mechanically good I feel like the way you can play Tarkov, you can kind of work to your advantages as best as you can. Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, like it can come down to just that guy is just way better than me. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, all he plays is Tarkov, so I'm not going to get too mad. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Or too too upset, I should say, not yeah. mad. So, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting give and take I have with this game. And again, I just encourage people to, if they haven't seen it, Hey, I got videos, or uh, I can link it to some. And if if you have a PC that can run it, it is like forty bucks if you want to try it out. But uh, it's up to you. So I just finally wanted to get a Tarkov episode out of the way. Yeah. So no, definitely, man. I try. I mean, yeah. I mean, at some point, I think Try is gonna play it for our Raconteur videos. 
and then I'll play some. I'll play one of Charlie's games. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah. That'll be that'll be fun. It'd be it'll be interesting to see if your uh, opinion changes at all. I would be interested to see. Probably as well. not. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, I I don't want to be negative, but I don't think it'll change. I'm willing to give it a try though. Not willing to spend forty bucks, but like yeah. if I'm gonna play it on your computer, I'll play it there and I'll see. You know what I mean? No, yeah, we'll probably just uh, probably log into some offline raids. Right, well, you know, just see. it almost makes me wish that Tarkov wasn't the game it is and was more of like a roguelite to where like you had runs and you were building up like a base. You know what I mean? Rather than yeah, because then I think I could get into it. Because then even if I'm not dying, at least I feel like I'm contributing something to oh hey i died but i picked up eight rolls of tape and i needed those eight rolls of tape you know what i mean yeah that would be I, and i'm telling you i think tarkov like once you play it you can kind of see a lot of aspects that that game if implemented into other genres would be like phenomenal you know what i mean mm. it'd be very cool definitely i think personally oh no i 100 percent agree so Charlie, that, that's uh, all I got for Tarkov. You, you have any final questions or anything you want to say? You know? Or should I just close this out here? I don't think so. I guess I do have one final Good. question, though. Okay. If you had to recommend yes. some other games like Tarkov, what would you recommend? Mm, games like Tarkov? Yeah. game, And they can be different like types of games. Like It could be a totally like an RPG, but it has like a similar element. What would you recommend? Oh, gosh. Now, listeners, this was sprung on me with no um, warning whatsoever. So let me think for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to me, PUBG comes to mind. PUBG sounds very similar to this in terms of. Yeah, that I was going to say, if you're into management of guns and stuff, if you're into like bullet physics and those you know are an interest to you PUBG definitely does guns and bullets very well uh because each gun has like its own bullet speed drop you know attachments that kind of stuff uh PUBG as far as shooting goes if you're into more survival there are there are zombie games I think is Daisy still around yeah, it's like its own standalone it is, right? thing now. I haven't played it since it was an Arma 2 mod. So, like, it's been a yeah. long so, time. So, Daisy, a lot of people compare Tarkov to that game because of, I think, its grittiness. Mm. Uh, but Daisy's like a zombie survival game, a very hardcore. Uh, that's one I I'd probably would recommend checking out at least. Um, trying to think if there's anything else off the top of my head. Metro. The Metro series. That's a cool one. Just for that feeling of like the covert and that stealth you can have. Metro's super good about that. Um, other than that, nothing really comes to mind at the moment. It reminds hmm. me of, and this is maybe a, a reaching, of Darkest Dungeon a little bit. How Darkest Dungeon is a game by all accounts that I should be all over and love, but I just, it didn't ever click with me. Dude, same. And it's so funny, because, like, you would describe, like, the way you described Harkov, I'm like, that sounds great, sounds really cool, I'd love to play it. But I kind of can see the future, but I'm still willing to play it. 
But man, I there's like an intenseness, not an intenseness. That's like the wrong word. But there's just like a, I don't know. There's something about those types of games that just push me away. Like I just like I, I hit that moment where it's just like, well, what's the point? Like I'm not gaining anything anymore. Like because at least in other yeah. games, at least I'm like, okay, well, I almost did it. And I know that maybe if I try it differently this way, but that option never seems to present itself in a game like, uh, like shooters, I would say, except single player shooters are different, you know? So yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested. I'll be interested to try it and see what I think. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like, it's kind of, I get that same feeling, but in games like Stardew or Terraria, <laughs> right. Where I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can see it, but what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get to this point where it's just, I'm like, I okay, like I get it, but like the gameplay loop is not that fun for me in those games. Mm. But Tarkov, the loop of the gameplay, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, no, guys, I, I think have. that's gonna be it yeah. for Tarkov. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Would love to hear some feedback and comments. You know, either from our wonderful patrons, you guys can go subscribe to us over there. All tiers get access to the Discord. And uh, we're chatting over there, having a lot of fun over there. So we'd love it if you could support us over on Patreon. No need, of course, though, but there is going to be some early access Patreon content coming soon. Oh, yeah. We also have uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a lot of things, actually. So follow us in all those places if you have those socials. I've been Jack. This has been Charlie. <laughs> This has been jolly. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be it. I th- I think the music's fading in. Oh, there it is. I hear it. There it is. It's dragging me into the teleportion chamber. Uh! <laughs> Everyone thought I was going to say you're dragging me into the pool. No. It's dragging me into the pool. Bye, everybody. Stop. Bye. Have a good one. See you. Bye.